Welcome to The Observer Effect, a podcast of travel stories. Each week we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we meet overseas, and at least one good story. Kingdom in Scotland, right? As opposed to Edinburgh. We've come out of Edinburgh, crossing the bridge, we're into the Kingdom of Fife, historic kingdom, and we're heading north, we're heading towards Perth, and uh, the village of Schoon, which is a village I live in, which is where the Stone of Destiny, the King, the King of Scotland, lived in Schoon Palace. What's the Stone of Destiny? Uh, <laughs> I thought you would know. But stone of Destiny is the stone where the Scottish King was knighted. And he got stolen and taken to London. Really? Ah, uh, yes. This was a bit part of the big English Scottish Scottish debate. He got stolen and taken away. But the historic home of the Stone of Destiny is at Scone Palace, spelled spelled S C O N E, like a scone. Yeah. Do you know what a scone is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's, it's the village is called Scone, and that happens to be where I live, which is about 20 miles from Glen Eagles Hotel. Yeah. So, but at the moment we're heading towards Perth, but we're going to cut off. We're going to cut off and head west. Uh, near Kinross. Now Kinross is where Mary Queen of Scots was imprisoned. She was imprisoned in a castle in the middle of an island in a, in a loch or a lake as you would call it. Wow. So you'll get a glimpse of that just as we're turning off but I'll highlight it to you. Okay. We'll be there within five or ten minutes. There'll be a big piece of water on your right hand side. Can you uh, describe something of what we see right now? Yeah, well you're, you're as I say, you're driving north, you're talking about a rural countryside to your left and right. The hill on your right, just ahead of us, you can see there, that's Bullingre Hill, which is named after the town which sits at the foot of it, which is an old mining town in the Kingdom of Fife in Scotland. This was a, a mining area, but obviously in the, the kind of 80s and 90s, the mine shut and uh, the money went from it. So the town isn't an affluent town, Bullingre. That's, that's their hill, which sits just on our right-hand side, which is in the kind of east of Scotland. Wow. What I'm going to do is I'm going to continue up, and rather turning off, this would be the turn-off I would take off normally, which is heading us towards Glen Eagles. But I'll take the next turning, which will allow you to see the uh, Loch Leven, which is on your right-hand side, which is where the island is in the middle of it with the castle where Mary Queen of Scots was imprisoned for a year before she escaped. With, with assistance, because she couldn't escape from there. Yeah, assistance. how did she escape? <laughs> on, a, on a boat with collusion by other people. Wow. But uh, you wouldn't escape from it otherwise. Who who had imprisoned her? I forget. Well, th- this was the big Scottish-English Scottish battle, you see. Yeah. See, on, on the right-hand side there, where these hills are, that's uh, the local hills which is where uh, the Scottish gliding area is for aeroplanes and gliders and they go up from the foot of that and because of the thermals from their hills you'll probably see maybe gliders on your right hand side just over at these hills there okay as soon as we got in the car and Callum introduced himself I started nudging Allison that we needed to turn on the recorder his accent his personality his position as a a driver between Edinburgh and the Hotel 
Glen Eagles out in the Scottish countryside. I just couldn't believe the opportunity we had to connect across culture. Marcus Aurelius recommends, neither in your conversation be without method, nor in life be so busy as to have no leisure. Callum regaled us with numerous stories from the countryside and delicately from his previous passengers. I, all joking aside, we're talking about uh, identities is a big issue. Uh, pri privacy of people, you know. I mean, we get some lovely people, some very, very famous people, but it would be totally wrong. And I know, I know of people that discuss that that's wrong because, you know, sure, pe sure. people come to the Eagles for peace and quiet, you know. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't want me discussing your business with right. Uh, anything, you know? <laughs> Man, I'd be racing, Gary. Yeah, there's a there's a driver's code, isn't there? You have to keep your silence. It's not not. I wouldn't say it's a driver's code. It's part of well, coming from a police background, it's it's common for me. You know, I don't discuss things when I go home. Yeah. Uh, you don't discuss people or anything like that. And part of your contract is at Glen Eagles. Is you're going to see people, you're going to know about people. It'd be wrong for me to go and say, oh, do you know what such and such did at Glen Eagles? You can't, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're human beings. If they let their guard down occasionally, I shouldn't be telling other people about it, you know. Yeah. And they have to stick by that, you know. Yeah. Because you, you do meet some lovely people, you know. Yeah. How many uh, people would you say you've driven? Well, it's difficult to say. On an average day, you probably do three runs to Edinburgh. Oh. Three airport runs as an average day. So, depending on how many is in your party, two or four people, you know. Yeah. Sometimes a family, of course. Sometimes we've got bigger vehicles, we'll take eight people. You know, like corporate stuff, that type of stuff. So you get a number of them, you know. I'm guessing between sort of 6 and 20 in a day, you know? Yeah. But the ha it's a high proportion of repeat business uh, at Glen Eagles. Yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of people at Glen Eagles have come every year, same month, or twice a year, and which suggests to us that it's snowing now. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. It suggests to us that at Glen Eagles we are doing something right, you know? Yeah. If these people keep wanting to come back again. I said to Amler about people coming for the first time, how excited it is, and the route I'm taking you is the correct route, because you're, you're approaching the Eagles and seeing it from the hills, and it's really nice, you know, really nice to approach. But this is a very flat rural landscape, you know, a lot of farmland, a lot of crops. Wheat, what what oats, kind of crops? Wheat and oats. Okay. And are there lots of sheep? Yes, but, but that's that's more on the hillland than here, because we're quite flat here. They're growing crops so they can harvest them. Once they start getting hillier, you'll probably see that as we, uh, the route we take, you'll see it more, and it's it's less easy to farm on, so they put the, the sheep on that area, you know. Yeah. It's less fertile land, where this is very fertile. We're also in an area here, a lot of horse racing stables in this area. I'm not sure the reason for that but it seems to be very popular and a few winners have been come from this area. 
So, Colm, can you uh, describe yourself for our audience? Physi them, physically, uh, yeah, give them a picture of yourself. A picture of me, well, I'm a 53 year old man. Sorry, on the right is the building I'm speaking about in the middle of the oh, lake. Wow. Can you see that, that island yeah. on the right yeah. with oh the gosh. castle in it? Yeah. That's where she was in prison. That's. Wow. Um, so, you, you obviously you can't. You, you can go out now on a day trip, but historically, you couldn't get in there without assistance. It's too big, it's very deep, very dangerous piece of water, you know. Really? Oh, yes. I mean, it looks flat calm today because today's a beautiful day, but it, it does get. Uh, when the wind gets up, you know, you know all about it. Yeah. So, talk about me, is that what you're saying? That's my favourite subject, actually. <laughs> is that, that I'm a 53 year old man, I'm a retired police detective. And my career is now chauffeur driving for Glen Eagles Hotel, which is a privilege to do because I meet different people every day, different backgrounds, and I get to bore them with stories of what I do for a living and where I am. So I love it. Every day is different, and uh, it's a great job to do, you know. So would you would you say that uh, you've always loved talking, or you you yes, talk more as no, a driver? I, I think I think I've always been a chatterbox. So this is this is maybe why I chose to do this job and why I seem to be reasonably good at it and quite popular, you know. Yeah. So that's just coming off the main road. We're now cutting off and going kind of west and we're going the more scenic routes, smaller roads heading to Glen Eagles, but in my view the most scenic route which is through Glen Devon. A glen being an area between two sets of mountains. It's a Scottish word. It's like a dip between two skies. Same as a valley. Yeah. That's a Scottish word as a glen. And the eagle, does that refer to the no, bird or no? It's not it's not an eagle bird, right? That the glen we're going to go through, right, Glen Devon, used to have a lot of churches in it and it comes from the French phrase for churches, which I understand is eagles or something like that. Ah. And it's been drawn and obviously Glen Eagles was built a hundred years ago and they've latched on to the title and have created the eagle emblem as you can see with Glen Eagles. But uh, no, you wouldn't see eagles here anyway. The nearest eagles to here would be 30 or 40 miles away. But we don't have the high ground really, you know. Yeah. So we're, we're heading absolutely west at the moment and then we're going to cut over slightly kind of northwest. At the moment, we're about 20 minutes or half an hour from Glen Eagles. Uh, you asked about a story. Did you want a story? Uh, yeah, well, before we get to the travel yeah. story, I, I'm yeah. curious, have you had any really interesting conversations driving people? Yes, a lot, a lot of really interesting conversations. The difficulty is, that obviously, uh, what the people that speak to us uh, want the privacy so we can't discuss customers that we've driven. Because okay. right. obviously all the drivers have driven people that are well known people, whether it be celebrities or politicians or sports people. We've sure. all done that, but it'd be unfair to discuss individuals' sure, of course. identities, you know. But we have picked up some really interesting, personally, some really interesting people. And some people are happy to sit and just drink in the countryside. Others want to question you for knowledge. Yeah. of what's going on, and that, that was the story I wanted to tell you about, it's quite a funny story, you know? Yeah. Uh, Have you learned anything about people from... Oh, from yes. That? Well, you know this, this, you can often tell from somebody's behaviour without speaking to them <laughs> where they come from. Yeah. Certain nations are different from other nations, you know? Uh, 
for instance, you're, you're from the US, parts of the US are more outgoing people who are conversationalists. Uh, other areas of, uh, I'm maybe generalising here and don't mean to be the, saying that, for instance, Canadians are less so, less uh, willing to share things with you yeah. verbally and they're qu a quieter group of people in general. Yeah. Don't be offended by that, it's just a, an observation I'm making, you know? Yeah. So, that, I meet a lot of interesting different people from all over, uh, and sometimes meet people with, and there's a language barrier, so yeah. trying to explain things to them, <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes without words, so that could be quite funny. <laughs> and, uh, that's, that's the story I'm going to cover with you, you know? Yeah. Uh, and before you tell the story, one last question. What, yes. what do you think about travel? What what sorts of travel have you done in, in your life? Mm, I, haven't, I, would, I haven't been out with Europe. Uh, I enjoy travel, and now the children have grown up, I'm allowed to travel a bit more than, than I did before. And I like independent traveling. I like going on holiday and having a car and just exploring and finding out different things. And I like throwing myself into the nature of where I am. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't want to go on holiday to Spain and eat Scottish food. And I, want, I want to see a bit of real Spain, for an example, you know? Yeah. And I, I fancy travelling more. US is a place we're speaking about as a holiday. Uh, my wife's the organiser, so uh, <laughs> I'll just do what I'm told, you know? Yeah. Uh, let us know if you go to Chicago. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll set you up. That would be nice. That would be nice. That would be great. Thanks. We'll uh, go ahead and launch into the story. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, so without mentioning names, in the last, last summer, June or July it was, I had to pick up a couple who apparently spoke very little English and they were from the Far East. And I had to pick them up in Edinburgh and take them to Glen Eagles. And as I picked them up, it's quite obvious they could speak more English than I was led to believe. So. We left Edinburgh and within a hundred yards of the station they were pointing at statues asking me to tell them all about it. And obviously my, my area of expertise is Glen Eagles, not so much Edinburgh, but I did my best and as we came out and we're travelling similar route to this really, we're, we're heading over, uh, we passed the Wallace Monument which is near Stirling on the way to Glen Eagles and that's built uh, after William Wallace, the great Braveheart. And the, the lady turned to me and said, in, in broken English, was he like Mel Gibson? <laughs> so I had to laugh and explain that he wasn't. Mel Gibson's quite a short guy, I think, and William Wallace was a giant. He was six feet six. So I had this conversation and we continued on, and the couple explained they wanted to shoot deer and they wanted to fish for salmon. And I says, well, sometimes we get deer, and maybe he wasn't picking up my accent. He wasn't getting the deer. And as we turned up the main drive of Glen Eagles, there was three deer on the left-hand side. And I said to him, there's the deer, and put my hands up on my head like antlers, you know. <laughs> and it transcended all language barriers. And the man and lady broke down laughing. So I had to keep a straight face and continue with my job. But it was a fun journey, you know. So I thought that might interest you. That's great. <laughs> Thank you so much for You're sharing. welcome. We You're really welcome. appreciate it. We're coming through a village here, this is the Duke of Devon. Please give some thought to Kiva, kiva.org, K-I-V-A.
www.ghostbusters.org is a wonderful way to make a difference in the world. They link lenders to borrowers in places where it's difficult to get capital to start or grow a business. Uh, just recently we lent to a woman in Togo who is uh, buying plastic tubs to expand her business. And it was just $25 that she's going to pay back as she succeeds. Please give it a look. Kiva.org. K-I-V-A dot O-R-G. Thanks for listening.